With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Life. Are you growing with it or feeling left out? Either way or in between, you're in the right place today with the host of Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice, Jillian. She's an award-winning author and radio personality. She's warm, she's fuzzy, and she's got an attitude. Welcome to week four of Soulful Songwriters series featuring the last couple weeks I've had different kind of artists and this week I'm featuring Father John Mulder. You may know him from a guest that I've had several times in the past, but this time we're going to talk specifically about his career in the jazz world and his whole essence of a spiritual artist. Last week, though, however, Change Already hit another milestone. I added listeners from the opposite ends of the world. We had listeners from Germany, and we also had listeners from Australia. If you recall, the show was featuring the third artist in this series. It's a German-born artist whose name is Uli, and she resides in Chicago, Illinois, and she labels her music as progressive folk. Um, I listened back to it, and the folk part kind of had a southern accent to it. You know, as much as I try to get rid of that southern accent, it's just kind of in there. So if you go back and listen to the podcast, you may chuckle at yourself. I know I did at <laughs> the pronunciation. Hopefully people across on both sides of the world understood what I said. It was a little touchy. But go back and listen to any of those podcasts from the last three series at Change Already on Blog Talk Radio, or you can find them at my website, JillianMossBackman.com. You know, there's some guests out there that I've had in the past that you could just never get enough of, as much as you want to listen to them. And it's hard to cover it all in a half hour because they're so spiritual and they're so so loving and their insights are so diverse and they just have a way of touching that soul inside of you that it's really hard to compact itself in half hour but I hate to say it that's my task at hand right now so I'm going to try to do my humanly best to get as much time in with Father John Moser who is my guest this week, who is the Catholic priest and a jazz guitarist extraordinaire. And welcome, John. Jillian, nice to be here. Yeah, thank you. You know, you were gracious enough to start with me back in my FM days, and you've followed me all the way through these changes, <laughs> so I appreciate you oh, more it's than been a great. It's been a great journey. Well, thanks. And we keep on growing. That's the good thing, isn't it? 
It is. It is. One of the shows that I enjoyed was the debriefing that we did a couple months ago when we attended the Dalai Lama last year in Chicago. I thought that show was really good. Again, if you want to go back and listen to the podcast, but I have a gut feeling that this show is going to be as enlightening as that one. So if you don't mind, Father John, I'm just going to kind of skip over your credentials, if you don't mind, in this no show, because we have so much to cover. Oh, sure. Except for one. <laughs> let's jump right in. <laughs> yeah, let's jump right in. <laughs> one thing I do want to talk about, which is relative to what we're talking about today, which is Father John He's so gracious, and he's kind of shy about this stuff. But he is now, right now, on the cover of 2013 January-February issue of the Chicago Jazz Magazine. And ironically, he's talking about jazz and spirituality, which is crazy, Father John, because that's what we've been talking about in the last couple weeks. You know, we've been talking about spirituality, empathetic sensing, and creative process of songwriting, Mm. and those three elements really are part of all your heavenly music. How do you see each one of those in your own world? Yeah, so uh, creativity uh, and spirituality, and what was the third one? Empathic sensing. Oh, and empathic sensing, yes. Yeah. Um, Well, I think that how I look at it as a composer, and again, this is kind of just personal because uh, it's the way it it works for me, but I I definitely see creativity. Well, I guess from a faith perspective, I look at it as the essence of a creator is creativity, so that creativity is a way that we're almost like uh, sharing a kind of a divine gift. And so it's... um, I have the deepest respect for it for, you know, when it's alive within myself and then, you know, in in other people too. And I I think that um when we're creating it is a spiritual moment. It's a time I know for myself, like when I'm if I'm composing, um that those are really some of my most cherished moments. You feel like you're bringing something to birth within the world that um, is coming, you know, from your spirit, is inspired by it, and um, and hopefully gives rise to kind of the life of the spirit with, with other people or touches other people's spirits. I think you touched on something right there when you said that it comes alive one of the things that I like about your music in particular and spirituality, because it's so ingrained in what you do, Father, is that how that spirituality, in other words, everybody talks about one universal thought or one universal love, mm-hmm. but the the creative part is everybody could get the same message but it's that person that it goes through and mixes with their empathic sensing and their creativity that mm-hmm. makes it unique unto itself, don't you think? Oh, totally, yeah. It's it's very much, um, you know, I think when each, that's the gift that I think then each person has to give in their own way 
that's unique to them and um, them alone, I guess. And and I, I feel that way about musicians too. So, you know, when they're composing, I mean, something comes through with them that's uh, really in a way like no other because it's it's you know coming through with their their experience and their inspiration in the moment so there is a uniqueness i think oftentimes to it that can take place but um the process itself too is just something that i find um valuable and you know, sometimes, of course, the, the creative process can also have its share of challenges, too. <laughs> you know, you get <laughs> yeah, it, too. When you're exactly. composing, it, you know, you have the inspiring moments, and then there's more the editorial moments, you know, where you're like, no, I don't think this, or, you know, scratch that. or. But usually that comes, you know, later for me, after the original inspiration, and then you kind of fine-tune it. But some of that can be can be difficult work too um but the the in you know with the part when you're inspired is always kind of the most you know enjoyable and um kind of a transcendent experience i guess some people have described it as like a flow experience when you're in it uh you lose track of time you're um i mean i know for myself there's times when i go down to compose it's like you know it could be eight o'clock at night or something like that and I you know, I'll I'll be working at it and all of a sudden I'll kind of like, you know I don't know, stretch my, you know, back thinking, Oh gosh, I should take a look at what time it is it might be like one or two in the morning or something, you know, and I've been at it for over four hours and time just elapses in a different way. Um and that's really some of the beauty of it and one of the things I feel really blessed by in terms of, you know, composing. You talked about that flow, you know, going in, like you said, from 8 o'clock to 1. Mine always seems to hit me around 3 or 4, John. <laughs> does it? Like, in the morning really or the afternoon? In the morning. In the morning, <laughs> the like, morning. yeah. Oh, and you have to get up, right? I mean, you right. just have this calling that if you don't get up and get this stuff down on paper or for, for you, what, however your creative path is, if yeah. you don't get it down on the paper, you're going to lose it, which I is know. not, oh, it's I know. crazy. It is, and there's been times where I felt like, oh, I'm so tired, I'm ready to go to bed, but I had to, like, <laughs> then get out, you know, music, you know, uh, <laughs> paper, and, you know, scratch it out at least something so I'd remember. Although the the benefit of technology now, now I can I can record what I play on my iPhone which is a oh, fast way of doing it. Yeah, so you can, it's almost like a voice memo. I can just, you know, dial it up and play kind of what I've composed so far. And I, I know that from that, I'll remember what it is. So that's been, that's been a nice feature. It saved me a little bit of sleep. Uh, <laughs> now, that's few. like a real cutting edge, Father Mulder. That's pretty, <laughs> pretty ingenious. You know, and one of the things that always stops creative people, I think, is the fear of what the world's going to think about it. How do you overcome that essence of fear or and or ego is another thing that people say. When you're going through that editorial moment and you know 
it's very in the raw state and you made it refined. How do you pass through those fears? I think a lot of people have great songs to write or lyrics to share with the world, but the fear just doesn't allow them to go to the next path. How do you push through that? Yeah, do you, do you mean like fear of uh, how people will perceive the work or fear of uh, bringing that work into the world or just wondering which? I think it's which... all of the above, doesn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. how people are going to perceive it, how, mm-hmm. how it's going to be taken. I think it's all of that. Yeah, I think as artists, um, that's a, it. Really, is an important issue, and we're constantly navigating between being true to uh, the inspiration we're feeling and the direction that our artistry wishes to go, and at the same time, uh, being aware of how that you know might register you know, with our audience. So, um, you know, it, it, it is, it's something I think someone has to, you just, you continually balance it. I think it's important. And I always say this, even with my students as an artist to, uh, really try to stick to your guiding aesthetic values. And, you know, there's always going to be people who latch onto your work, who it, connect with it, and it, it inspires, and perhaps other people who it's, you know, it's just not their cup of tea. But um, I think it's important as an artist to to kind of remain lodged in that. Then you're, then you're kind of connected with who you are as an artist, um, rather than chasing after what everyone else wants you to be. And you know That's such good advice. And don't you think the empathic sensing that we you know, that nor that just gut feeling that you get on the inside, that it aligns with everything inside of you, that just makes you feel warm and fuzzy that is what you're talking about or you know, when you say stay in the lane of what they know or yeah, I, I, you know, and I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Um, perhaps, maybe, uh, you know, what we might mean exactly. I mean, I think I have a sense of un- empathic sensing. Um, you know, uh, sometimes I know when something is going to, um, I don't know, uh, touch people or move people or has the possibility to enliven their spirits. You know, if I've written something, I think, wow, this, you know, and sometimes I'll know if, you know, wow, this I, this might have some popular appeal uh, or this might be a stretch, you know, um, but I think that, you know, this could work or whatnot. So the the more that I think you present works to an audience also, the more you get adept at, you know, reading how an audience might respond, although there's always going to be surprises. <laughs> there is, so, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, there's always that percentage that's just not going to resonate with what you're doing, and you it's just kind of, um, I don't think you ever get used to it, do you? I don't think you ever get used to it, mm-hmm. but you just, begin to understand that's part of uh, an artist's role is to realize uh, 
to stay in your lane and to do what your spirit calls you to do and then just trust that it's okay that they don't get it. Yeah, if and if that is the case. And so, and sometimes over the course of time, then, then people do kind of start to connect with it. Yeah, and, right. You know, and you're surprised, like, oh, see, I'm glad I followed, uh, you know, what I really wished to do in that regard. And um, so, yeah, and I, I, I think as an artist, it's fulfilling to do that, too, is to, you know, is to follow what you feel uh, really comes from within you. Because then, you know, it's like you really feel it's it's true to yourself and your artistry. But, I mean, not to deny that there's there's, you know, valuable, you know, works that are intended to be more commercial in nature and so forth. Um, but, you know, and even those can be uh, done in a way where it's like, okay, so this is meant for popular appeal, but I really want this to also be something I really love, <laughs> you know, and enjoy. So yeah, right. doesn't, if it comes from, you know, your yourself, it, it doesn't mean that it's going to either be a hard to understand or be inaccessible or you know that kind of thing but um yeah so i i i think the empathic sensing um probably can work both ways or there's a way that it can go internally of just like sensing what um the way to go when you're composing or creating something and then also maybe uh towards others in terms of sensing how they might uh, relate to what you're creating. And as an artist, you need to use all three that we're talking about because it's amazing to me, Father, how your music has no words, but Mm -hmm. yet it takes you on this unbelievable, raw and and growth path from beginning to end on every track that you do. So I think you've got the art down of stirring something inside of people because that's what artists do to a mm-hmm. certain level is to well, move you, you to another place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, um, sometimes it does stretch people so you know there's times and I know with various artists or even people that I've listened to where I didn't quite understand or wasn't as moved by it but then later on after I acquired a taste for what they do uh, (laughs) you know I I, I was did you know see the beauty in it and was moved by it so I think as you know, as listeners and as artists, we're all growing and evolving. And so uh, different works are going to appeal to us, maybe even in different times. And how lovely is that? I mean, music is one of those things, right? (laughs) Well, we're going to take a quick break, but I want to ask you one more question. Okay. How and what advice would you give to others that are out there with their songwriting level and they want to take it to a bigger audience or a bigger level? What suggestions do you have? And then hold on. Right after this break, we're going to talk about the Chicago Town Jazz Festival that you started and founded four years ago and now the director because we're going to give some free tickets away. 
Uh, Can you answer that? And then we'll take a break, and then we'll talk about that after the break. Yeah. So in terms of advice, I, you know, would really encourage them to uh, to be exposed to a lot of different kinds of music. And, you know, it's, it's the whole uh, study of music where they can deepen their abilities, I think, is another thing to look at. You know, I think look at great composers and so it doesn't hurt to do that to have to have models or people who you learn from and then um then you really try to work the the craft of it to an extent and people can do that in different ways i tend to wait for the inspiration to hit at this point in my life but i know people where it's a value that they sit down and write daily and so you have to know how you work best and then really try to pursue the, that, though, to have some uh, consistency to your work in songwriting. And um, because I think sometimes you uh, ideas are, are generated when you're giving time to it on a regular basis. Ooh, that's good advice. I like that. For starters. <laughs> I'll think about <laughs> it as some other things starter. while we take a break. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we're going to listen to a track off of Bifrost called Time Bean for a few minutes. And then after the break, Father Mulder and I are going to talk about the festival that he is the director of and how you can win free tickets. So join us after this short break. For more, welcome back. Here's your host, Jillian, 
warm and fuzzy with an attitude. Before the break, we were talking about and to our latest featured author, who is Father John Mulder, in the series called Soulful Songwriters. We were talking about spirituality and how it centers around expanding and growing in all aspects of growth in our lives. But as Father Mulder pointed out in the first segment, it also means about continuously giving back. Father John epitomizes this philosophy every day of his life. It's just amazing to me, John, how dedicated you are to giving back to the world. And now I want to talk about your latest project that you're on, which is Chicago Chi-Town Jazz Festival in April. Shall we talk about that? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I... I... I had, I had one more idea about the uh, the spiritual, uh, or actually about the songwriting, and it, you're t- I, I love the title, Soulful Songwriting. Um, mm. I think, you know, what, what people can listen for is then music that they find to be soulful, and I always encourage that with, you know, with my students, and just like, you know, not to try to dissect things too much, but to try to you know, articulate for themselves, wow, what, what makes that so captivating and what, you know, stirs my soul about it? And uh, at any rate, if you can start to name some of those things, I think it then allows you to consider ways you can incorporate that in your own, you know, compositions. So that's that last <laughs> that's my that's last little thought assignment. about that while we were on break. But yeah, uh, I'd be I, I'd I'd be glad to talk about the Chi Town Jazz Festival. And actually it's in March. We're we're like two weeks out. Oh my out. god, why be... did I write April? I know it's in March. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. No, it's uh March twelfth to the twenty second and of course people can find out more about it at um our our website is just www.shytownjazzfestival.org. We've got a lot of information on there and the whole roster of, you know, who's performing and so forth. But really, we're in it. We're in our fourth year, and um, it's been really an exciting journey. I mean, I started this out four years ago, modeling the festival a, a bit after the JVC Festival in New York, which was. Um, a jazz festival that occurred at various venues, jazz clubs and concert halls throughout New York. And I thought, gosh, that that would really be cool to have that in Chicago. Dude, that is a cool idea. Mm-hmm. And to to have that in Chicago and then also um, to connect that with uh, this charitable cause, you know, uh, for, for hunger relief. And so that's when I got the idea that, oh, maybe I could ask bands, if not to play for a whole evening, to offer a set of music, and in which point, you know, there's we have now, you know, maybe seven different venues where you might have two to three to four uh, bands on an evening performing. And so it's really fun. And the, the, 
it, people come who you know love jazz and people who are just getting introduced to it. And I think that they love the spirit of the event because all the proceeds uh, go towards hunger relief in Chicago, which is, you know, a really uh, pressing issue in our city. Always, always. Yeah. That's, I think yeah. that's one of my favorite parts about it. I want to talk about giving away the tickets, and then we have time because we only have like two minutes left, so I want to get everything in. Yeah. I'm giving away two tickets through my company, and I want to, because I believe in what you're doing, and I really want to people to get out there and to support it. So yeah. I'm having a trivia quant contest, as you know. <laughs> okay. So here's the question I have that people must go to my website at jillianmossbackman.com or imaginepublicity.com for the entry form and the contest rules. And it's open till March 7th. So, John, here's the trivia question. Okay. Name of the song track from your latest CD, the John Mulder Quintet, The Eleventh Hour, live at the Green Mill. What was your favorite soundtrack to perform live? Oh, okay. Let me, okay, so I'm going to think that one through. And let's say uh, my favorite one to perform was the eleventh hour. That's the one I thought you were gonna sing because I listened to the whole thing. How funny. Yeah, maybe that's why maybe that's why I titled it that. So So your answer yeah. is the eleventh hour. The eleventh hour. Mm-hmm. How did I know that? How well, I think a lot of like <laughs> Yeah. No, that's great. Well, Okay, so everybody got the answer to the trivia question. Again, go back to my website at jillianmossbackman.com or imaginepublicity.com for contest rules and the entry form. I want to thank you, Father Mulder, for coming on as always. I love what you're doing out in the world, and I just thank you so much for sharing in this process of what you're doing, and the songful songwriters that I'm putting out there. So thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure, Jillian. And uh, so so nice to uh, be on the show with you. Well, thank you. Next week I'm featuring a, a young artist that's on the other side that's just starting out. So he's the next generation of these soulful songwriters. And remember, between now and then, Growth doesn't have to be difficult, but it is necessary to change. See you next week, high noon. Thanks for joining Jillian today. Don't miss her famous at-home personal enrichment lessons. You can complete them on your own time to accelerate your personal change. They're simple and nothing like you've experienced before. Just like Jillian, warm and fuzzy with an attitude. So change already. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chumba. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.